I should have wrote a diet month jingle. That's diet month, diet month, diet month. Well, we'll workshop it. Go, Catherine. Well then, it's the Doom to Fail podcast. My name is Tim Dobbs. With me, as ever, it's the lady who looks as good as she sounds, Catherine Kogert. Thanks, Tim. Good to be here. Oh, good. The pressure was on there to, like, sound really good. Because if you'd been like, no thanks, then you would have been like, oh, boy, Catherine's not looking so good. I give myself a five there. For that? No. For your intro? No way. What, uh, what do you give me? I give you an eight. Oh, that's sweet of you. And bear in mind, I never give out nines or tens. <laughs> the scale's really messed up. <laughs> Wait, the the nines and the tens are broken, so you can't give anybody a nine or a ten? You lost the cards? Well, I feel like we're stepping back to last week with scale talk, but... <laughs> yeah, that, that's exactly it. The cards, they're, they're somewhere under the couch. I have to find them. I don't know. <laughs> For now, we're giving eights. And if I really like it, I like give an eight and then also hold up the two and be like, you're it's supposed 82. to add them together. <laughs> See, this is what's confusing about it. <laughs> That's why I usually try to hold up fingers, but unfortunately. But then you lost two fingers in I, that unfortunate finger accident. I lost the fingers in, in the finger accident, and I believe they are also under the couch. Let's not talk about the finger accident. Or the couch. Oh, God. Such a Dredge, gross couch. It's a lot of, it's a lot of bad memories. And that couch is disgusting, and I can't believe you still have it. I can't believe you slept on it. <sighs> uh, all right. So this week, we are continuing Diet Month. <laughs> Banter complete. Continue. <laughs> Check. Uh, boy, it's a, very, it's a very strong framework in this podcast. <laughs> so uh, we're continuing Diet Month to support Catherine in her ongoing endeavor to live a more healthy life and be the Catherine she wants to be. Yeah. And be the Catherine you want to see in the world. That's what I always say. Yep. It's, uh, I've, I've found that advice kind of hard to follow, personally. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm doing Most my best. Most other people do find it pretty hard to find. Or hard to follow, excuse me. I think your mom has a really easy time with it. Yeah, she does all right. I think, I think she, uh, in many ways, is the Catherine that we, uh, we all want in the world. Um, who are the other Catherines? I feel like we, we managed to get on a Catherine list every once in a while, but uh, you know, my references are always you, my mom, and uh, Catherine, Catherine the Great. The Great. It's got to be one more, right? Catherine Hepburn. Mm-hmm. Good Catherine. That's pretty good. Catherine... Heigl. Mm. Heigl. Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, yeah, yeah. No opinion. A lot of actresses named Catherine, now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. And uh, there was a, a girl I went to high school with who I think became a personal trainer. Named Catherine. Yeah, look at that. How'd she spell it? With an E, I Uh, bet. Yeah, with a C and an E on the end. Oh, that's typical personal trainer. (laughs) Well, I don't know, but Kathy from the comics uh, also spelled it with a C. I don't know what her full name was. And she was not a personal trainer by any stretch of the imagination. I I know, but oh, man. She's obsessed with chocolate. Ah, those those C and E Catherines. I don't... Mm. <laughs> all right. Well, we'll stick with the top three. Spelling their name. The correctly. top three Catherines who all spell their name uh, K and uh, Y. And in support of those, we will continue Diet Month, and in doing so, discuss gluten. 
the yeah. uh, glutinous substance that is generally a mystery to everyone, but somehow just sort of makes you feel bad when you hear it. I know. It's, yeah. Uh, it has some of the same letters as guilt. <laughs> yeah, no, it, 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 has, it has like judgment built into it somehow. <laughs> just like the, the mention of gluten. Oh, is that gluten? Oh, that's probably a thing I'm not supposed to be doing, huh? Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I'll, I'll switch to snap peas now. <laughs> no gluten in snap peas. <sighs> snap peas have a lot of carbohydrates. Oh, you're right. Um, just maybe some water. I, I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I once again apologize hey, for being hey, here. Hey, apology accepted. <laughs> I know you're doing your best. <laughs> So maybe we should, I I don't know about you, I just had that vague sense of hovering guilt around gluten until yep. I started doing a little reading uh, for this very podcast, it's, uh, one of our research specials, and uh, maybe we should take a second to talk about what the heck it is, besides okay. uh, something, you know, prissy ladies talk about not eating. Yeah, what are the all these prissy ladies talking about, actually? Let's get down to brass tacks. <laughs> uh, so they're talking about- uh, The real gluten. tomato. The real tomato, which also, no gluten. No gluten in tomatoes. Mm -hmm. It's a composite of gliadin and glutenin. So that pretty much solves all your, your questions. I, I was wondering. <laughs> no, it's all clear to me. No, so it's a protein, right? So oh, okay. if you've got uh, whatever, carbs, fats, and proteins, if you want to like right. think of your diet in the most super basic version, which is kind of sure. how I do it because I'm uh -huh. not a nutritionist. Um it's a protein, and technically it's a composite of two proteins, one called gliadin and one called glutenin. And I think, I tried to look up from there, like, okay, what are these proteins? And then I remembered, proteins are super complicated! And there weren't a lot of resources that wanted to, like, show me straight up what it was, and even when there were, they are just sort of these... You ever see these, like, protein diagrams that are just, like, a series of swirling ribbons and lines and dots? Oh, and yeah! It's, it sort of looks like a floor show from the gymnastics competition. I would love to understand what they're trying to say with those. Oh, me too! <laughs> I suspect that they don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, Jim! Hey! My computer spat this out. Isn't it cool? <laughs> it's, it's just a screensaver. Like, <laughs> it's like, you know, stars or flying toasters. Back in the 90s, you used to buy it from, like, you know... Did you ever buy a screensaver from the store? Remember when you could do that? Oh, my God. That's right. What yes. were we doing? What you were we thinking? You would purchase for money... In, like, a physical format, a screensaver, and install it on your computer. What? Uh, anyway, one of them would be uh, drawing proteins. Possibly gliadin and glutenin. So, why are there proteins in these plants? Do you know? Uh, in plants? In, in, the, in the plants that provide gluten. What's up with that? Huh. Maybe cellulase? <laughs> or hemicellulase? Uh, what are those? Those are enzymes. They break those down are, oh, cellulose and hemicellulose, those respectively. Are enzymes. Excuse me. Well, I think an enzyme is a kind of... Pro okay, yeah. We oh, oh, look at that. We're running into the wall where I, like, lose track. Oh, and I, oh it just, there it is. A bunch it's of words. coming towards us. I think it's related somehow. Anyway, that's not well, particularly what I was trying to talk about. <laughs> oh, wait. Proteins are made up of enzymes. Proteins are made up of amino acids. Which are enzymes, right? Is that right? That doesn't sound oh, right. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Enzymes are <laughs> like biological catalysts, I think. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they I think perform a function. Maybe a protein, maybe an enzyme is a kind of protein. 
Ah, nuts. I'm all beat up, slammed into this wall. This came awfully fast, too. I know. Ah, we went too technical. All right. Well, let's uh, let's jump over this and just say protein is a good thing, right? For for plants and animals I'm to eat. I'm supposed to eat a lot of proteins. It's part of energy. Oh, a protein can be an enzyme, I believe. Are you looking this up? Is this, is I this corroborated? It up. All right. This is, I mean, it's semi-corroborated. I'm really just glancing at the Google results. <laughs> <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. Anyway, but proteins are good. You you need them to live for some reason. Can we can we buy that much? I buy it. Excellent. Great. Yes. Uh, plant seeds also need them to live, and so uh, if you are a stalk of wheat oh. in the uh, the germ, you know the the sort of fruit of the wheat plant, mm-hmm. you will provide some protein. And in the case of wheat specifically, and also some other grains related to wheat, uh, that protein comes in the form of gluten, the gliadinin and glutenin composite we've all come to know and love, and sometimes hate. (laughs) (laughs) The drama and intrigue in this podcast is pretty much bottomless. (laughs) Yeah, well, okay, so I think we've got that down. Gluten comes from wheat. And barley and rye, but not interestingly corn or rice. Not in rice. No rice. I'm provides... about to feel really good about my rice uh, dish that I made this week. Yay! <laughs> well, and even even glutinous rice, that's not true. It's not glutinous. It's, it has just some other kind of sticky protein thing. Oh, interesting. Which brings us to what's gluten good for? Huh? Absolutely nothing. Gluten. Um. No. <laughs> So it's actually really good. It's it's uh, true to its name. It's glue-like, and it's sticky. And one of the things that I love it for is that that makes uh, it uh, makes bread sticky and chewy and form air bubbles because it traps air as it cooks. Mm. And, oh, I thought that was yeast dying. Yeast create the air. My understanding. Uh-huh. Yeast create the air. Yes. But the gluten is what traps it in. Oh. Yeah, it creates a sort of like net to hold it in. So it's like a teamwork of yeast deaths and uh, gluten trapping the air. Yeah, high fives all around. High fives. Well, I don't think, is it yeast dying? Is it? No, it's it's the yeast like consuming carbs I don't, and sh- I imagine, sugars. okay, yeah, that's true. Because but they release I, CO2. They can't survive in the oven. Like they no, die in there. I believe they die at some point. <laughs> but there's a lot of rising that goes on before that. True. Uh, let's see. So let's see. It's uh, chewy, extra super good, double hot great. Um, what's weird is that if you... So flour can have different amounts of gluten, which is why some bread's chewy or some bread's not chewy. And also, when you knead it, that promotes cross-linking between the glutens. They all hold hands and sing Bread Across America. Oh! And, <laughs> <laughs> and so... Um, it gets chewier or not chewier or whatever. So there's all these different variables you can play with. But one thing you can do otherwise is uh, wash away all of the starch, all of the carbohydrates, and so you're just left with these proteins. So there's no more starch in your flour. You just have the gluten left. Hmm. Right? And I don't think that would be very good bread. I'm curious. I haven't tried it. Uh, Not great. But what you can do with that is make delicious mock meat, also known as seitan. Seitan? You heard that? Oh, is that what seitan is? Yes, it's just gluten. Interesting. I with some extra stuff, I imagine, but it's delicious. It's so gross. <laughs> oh, I had I seasoned it with like tomato sauce. It was really good. Uh, okay, I don't know. I'm not a big like mock meat guy. Well, yeah, you have to be ready to accept that you're going to eat some mock meat. 
Well, why don't I just eat something else, like a mushroom or, uh, I don't know, something tasty? Um, I don't know. I think it, it's a, it's a pretty good, uh, sp- a flow, blah, blah, blah. It's sponge. a pretty good sponge for flavors. Mm. Right? So that's what you're looking for in mock meat. Well, maybe we should have a dinner party. Uh, a mock meat dinner, a mock dinner party. <laughs> um, and we can try some of these out. Cause I like tofu. I have the perfect hat. <laughs> Please tell me about it. Uh, you'll see. All right. <laughs> Leaving me in suspense. And with that, we will uh, go to the break as I hem and haw about what Catherine's mock hat will be like. Let us all take a moment to consider this until we come back on the Doom to Fail podcast. One, two, three, four. <laughs> And we're back on the Doom to Fail podcast talking about gluten. Whoa! Whoa, Whoa gluten. It's so fun. Whoa, gluten on my mind. Are you Whoa, putting together gluten. a musical about gluten? Because yeah. it kind of seems that way. Well, that's the basic plan. <laughs> Launch this podcast, this particular episode, into a musical? Yes. Off Broadway at first, and then uh, kind of see where that goes. Thinking of doing a West End uh, run? Um, yeah. I think it'll play really well in in, uh, in the English scene. Oh, is that what the West End is? Okay. Yes, it's oh, in London. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Okay. Does it? Does it make more sense than anything else? Because I... I'm pretty sure I hear about it a lot on the BBC. Oh, I see. <laughs> well, somebody listens to the BBC. <laughs> uh, not BBC News. BBC shows that end up on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, what, Downton Abbey and Sherlock talking about the West End? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Mostly they just talk about shows they've been in. Shows they've... Anyway. Been in on the West End. The characters? Yes. <laughs> that time that Sherlock Holmes uh, infiltrated the West End <laughs> to capture yeah, the criminal was, who was uh, uh, Mr. Darcy? He was Fierro and Wicked. All right. Yeah. That's the love interest. Of the witch. Yeah. He also mm. becomes a scarecrow. Huh. Transformative. Super. Well, that concludes our show on the... West End. Scarecrow, West End, Wicked, London. <laughs> Zooming out, back to gluten, which, of course, encompasses all of this. Yeah. Um. Why, uh... uh you said you ate a sandwich before we recorded. Yes? It was delicious. Is this correct, madam? It is correct. <laughs> I won't lie. Well, you know what's pretty good about that is that gluten is a protein, and protein is pretty good, right? Yeah, Yeah, that's we like true. that. So yeah. there's some good reasons to eat gluten. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which leads us to, why wouldn't you want to eat gluten? What's so bad about it? What is the mystery? It glues up your insides is kind of what <laughs> I'm coming to, which sounds silly. And slowly you just become made of goo. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could get into that. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like as a, like, what you'd be attracted to? Or like, what do you mean in that case? Uh, You're at the club. There's yes. a guy who's kind of, oh, does it, it's weird. He's like vibrating with the music. I think he's made of goo. Ooh, did <laughs> someone say made of goo? I'm certainly comfortable to cuddle with. Mm. Well, I mean, what if it gets too sticky? As long as you shower afterwards. 
Yeah, you have to shower. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not ready to shower after every time I cuddle. It doesn't seem... Oh, God, no. That sounds like a hassle. Sorry, yeah. gluten man. Right? You're out. Yeah. I guess it would have to be gluten guy because alliteration. Gluten guy. Yeah, exactly. Gluten yeah. guy is only good for a one night stand. You know what mama always told me. <laughs> uh, so why is it bad? Well, maybe you have celiac disease. Do you? No. Cool. So it's probably fine. <laughs> this is... is that your impression as well? Yeah. So so I did some reading. And um, so here's here's what I wrote in my notes. At the end of it, I just wrote, so, in capital letters, my summation is as follows. Um, protein is good. We like to eat it because we can break proteins down into amino acids and then use those to make other proteins. Our body likes that. But some people make a version of an enzyme that, when it reacts with the proteins that are in gluten, make the body attack its own intestinal walls. Oh, no. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for playing along. I'm really trying to make this exciting. <laughs> You're doing a great job. Keep uh, yeah, so it inflames uh, the intestines, and then the body sends you know antibodies to attack the intestines, and that stunts the growth of the villi, which are the things that absorb things uh, into your body. And uh, no, that was good. That's no good for anyone because that makes your digestion uh, totes not work. That's that's, that's what I got of it. That's like celiac disease. Is that you have a certain version of this enzyme that like happens to fit into a certain thing in gluten and. That's bad news because it. How do you makes feel about uh, people who have either been diagnosed as or uh, identify as gluten sensitive? So, I, you know, read further into that, and it seems like there are some other ways that you could gluten could be bad for you. Celiac disease is one very specific thing that's like super serious because. It's kind of like it's not like an allergy, which just sort of prompts a response. Um, it's more like, oh, every time you eat gluten, you are destroying your intestines more. Forever. So that's oh, very bad. Um, that's sad. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't know. I mean, sure. Whatever. There's, so there's lots of reasons that... Wait, it doesn't repair itself after time? Uh, it probably does. I don't know. What do you want from me? I did, I did a fair amount of research okay. for, my, for my level here. I'm just poking. poking as, as I read, it seemed no. Okay. Yeah. But... I think the gluten sensitivity thing from my reading is, well, there's some other reasons. You could just be allergic to wheat. You could, you know, there's possible reasons where it could cause an irritable reaction uh, and make you upset. And that's okay. Um, I think the reason probably that it, it's sort of like a thing, though, has more to do with just how much freaking gluten is in our diets than it has to do with whether our body is meant to or not meant to or, you know, whatever. Yeah. I think it, you have a point there. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting. It's like, this is, so, like, if you look at the celiac's case, it's just this very specific reaction of, like, this one protein happening to fit into one other protein to make a thing that makes your body flip out. Right. Like, it's just it's hyper-specific, and in the great randomness of things, it's going to happen every once in a while. Yeah. In the, in the big sack of chemicals that are our bodies. Um, <laughs> oh, that's a pretty unromantic way to think of the human form. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> it depends on your point of view. I think I think that's not so bad. There's a certain magic to it. Um, a big sack of chemicals? Mm -hmm, yeah, real magic. Listen, <laughs> you can have your goo man. I'm going to have my chemical lady. And we'll just have the, the grossest night. I just, mm. 
Um, well, I think I've made us both uncomfortable. Uh, and we'll be back in a moment on the Dirty Trail Podcast. Sorry for all the things I've done When you wanted something real I just wanted something fun Now sorry won't do me no good Cause if Christmas can bring you home Maybe nothing could We're back on the Doom to Fail podcast, and we are talking about gluten. Gluten. The uh, monster under the bed of foods. Um, so, I don't know. I got I got to where, reading about it, I got to where I was like, well, I don't know. Gluten tastes good. And uh, I don't, I mean, I feel bad generally uh, about my diet, but I don't know how much, I don't know. Maybe I should try it and just not cut out gluten. But I feel like it's not a big deal for me. I don't know. What, what, what do you think? What, why is it such a thing? I think, well, okay, so my my feeling from reading about gluten online and gluten-free diets is that there's a little bit of bitterness uh, <laughs> between the people who were raised in a, a gluten-heavy society, Yeah. Uh, who had celiac disease, mm. um, and people who are now like, oh, I'm just gluten-sensitive, uh, because those were the people that beat them up in middle school. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're always just reliving middle school. That's... Oh, God. I mean, the dream, that's what we're all just trying to escape here. That's <laughs> bringing up some, st- it's bringing up some stuff. Have I told you this? I think I've, I've decided that most of life seems to be just about making sense of the past 10 years. At least when I talk to anybody. It's either, you know, 20-year-olds trying to figure out what the hell happened in high school, and then 30-year-olds trying to figure out, like, geez, my 20s were so crazy, and then 40-year-olds going, like, I wish I'd taken care of things when I was in my 30s. (laughs) Uh, That reminds me of that Billy Crystal thing, and uh, I think it was City Slickers. Okay. He gave a whole speech about the decades of your life. Was this right before or after they found Curly's gold? Uh, It wasn't that in... I believe it was City Slickers 2, The Legend of Curly's Gulf. Oh, okay. Excuse or is me. that a different one? City Slickers is the one where they're like in the city, but they go to a ranch, right? City Slickers 2, The Legend of Curly... What? Let's <laughs> let's solve this. This is important. No, you're right. I was probably thinking of City Slickers 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Breakin' 2 was the one that it had is City Curly's Slickers Gold. 2. I always thought it was a failed sequel to The Goonies. <laughs> Oh, they were all basically the same movie. Throwing Weekend at Bernie's <laughs> in there for good measure, you know. <laughs> Are they really? Because that makes me feel good about not having seen The Goonies ever. Uh, I, the Goonies is one of those things where it was like a huge deal to to people slightly older than us. But <laughs> I don't know. Like like my sister, who's four years older than me, was like, oh, yeah, The Goonies. And I'm like, uh-huh, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. It was fine. It was a fine Grant's movie that you don't really need to watch. The Goonies. Hmm? Uh, Grant's really into The Goonies. Oh, how old is Grant? Uh, he is a few months older than me, hmm. so he's like ancient. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they're angry about middle school, I guess. 
I mean, I guess I can see that. I would be a little angry if I felt like I had this celiac disease is sort of life-altering versus just like, eh, my stomach hurts. <laughs> but again, I don't know. My stomach always hurts. I just feel like, uh... <laughs> I feel like we know absolutely nothing about nutrition and dieting. I That is exactly the sense I get, too, because, like, ten years ago, or five years ago, it was all about carbo-loading before you went on a run. Mm-hmm. And now all these runners are gluten-free and... I don't know. Well, but carbs and gluten, we, as we've established, gluten is a protein. Think about it. Yeah, okay. Great, <laughs> but... What runners are gluten-free? Where's that from? I was, uh, the article that I was reading today was about a runner uh... who, uh, every time, would run a race but then have digestive issues near the end of the race. Hmm. And found that it stopped when she <laughs> cut gluten out of her diet. Oh, you're talking about that runner who uh, they weren't sure whether or not she could run the Olympics <laughs> as a woman because she was, uh, wasn't she trans or something? I don't really remember. There was, <laughs> was a to-do about this. Was this a real thing? Yeah, this was a real thing. Uh, <gasps> and I think it was the Olympics. Anyway. Okay. Uh, so she uh, had some digestive issues. I don't know, but I feel like... I, Can I, we not refer to... Or transgender people as their preferred gender or the gender they identify with, with a question mark at the end. <laughs> and the high voice. That yeah. seems you know kind what? of rude. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, that was rude of us. <laughs> I genuinely just didn't remember her gender. <laughs> it's a her now. Okay. She. Um, I don't. Anyway. Um. <laughs> So, uh, what? So, yeah, so she felt digestive. I don't know what the hell I was going to say. Um, well, so, anyway, there's the cut line. Um, so, anyway, yeah, it's, um, uh, I guess just hard to, so I was reading this quote, right? So, uh, this is from, uh, Carol M. Shilson, the executive director of the University of Chicago Celiac Disease Center and a celiac sufferer herself. She wrote, well, she didn't write, uh, she was quoted as saying, even in healthy people, gluten is not an easy substance for the body to, to digest. If you eliminate it from your diet for any amount of time, it's very hard to go back to a regular diet. So she was saying, do not go really? gluten-free unless you're celiac. And I was uh, like, I, I don't get this. This quote seems made up to me. I'm very suspicious of this. Now, I am overconfident in myself in most aspects of life. And apparently digestion is one of those aspects. I just feel <laughs> like I can totally digest it. And I believe that, like... Yeah, whatever. It's gluten. Like, yeah, maybe it's a little harder, but like, I don't know. I, I, I don't buy that at all. I think this lady's got a bone to pick with gluten because she's a celiac sufferer and she's just like, she's already against it. She's biased. You can't have a celiac sufferer as the head of the University of Chicago Celiac Disease Center. They should know that. I mean, she's certainly going to empathize with it and advocate for gluten-free lifestyle for it's... people who she feels should have it. Yeah, she's drawing a solid line. She's saying, she's saying, Dude, you yeah. are not one of us. You need to eat the, all the gluten because someone has to. <laughs> I kind of relate to her because, okay, why is, okay, let's start here. What's the difference between gluten as a diet craze mm -hmm. and like Atkins? And in a bigger question, why are we obsessed with talking about our diets? Uh, multi-part answer. Um, let's see. That's a multi-part question. Okay, good. So uh, as far as, like, what's the difference between gluten and Atkins, um, I mean, I think that they're obviously based on different uh, 
ideas about well, like what sure. make, how yeah. it makes sense to eat. But as far as like how they sort of worm their way into diet fad culture, I think it's this. They, it's exactly the same. Is like we just heard of something and we're like maybe that will make us feel good, <laughs> <laughs> so we're trying it. And I, you know, on the one hand, that seems like you know you want to insult these people who are. Uh, I just want to insult everybody. Um, hey, big nose. <laughs> hey, uh, dumb eyes. <laughs> um, but you want to be just like, hey, these guys suck who are just jumping on fads. We, we, I think instinctively all hate bandwagon people or fad people. They're, they're dumb and we're smart, uh, which is why we root for the sports team from our area instead of theirs. Um, ooh, they're on the bandwagon. Uh, but at the same <laughs> well, time... Well, they are the bandwagoners. The bit... <laughs> the, um... The Independence Missouri Bandwagoners. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because that's from the Oregon Trail. Um, yeah, exactly. That's where they all, yeah. How they founded their town, it makes a lot of sense. They have a lot of pride about it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That. Yeah, this is not, that's, that's, that's something I really appreciate, as opposed to, say, the Los Angeles <laughs> Lakers, who are named after the lakes in Minnesota. Makes no sense. It's I mean, no. the Bandwagoners are all about inclusion. Yeah, the Bandwagoners, hey, hop on board. That's their town motto. So, on the other hand, though, like, don't you admire the sort of spirit of uh, experimentation, like, that is incumbent on, we don't know anything about our diets. We're just going to jump in and try something. Anything. Do you ever, okay, have you ever gone through this phase with respect to your diet as a chemical engineer? I do not respect my diet. Go on. <laughs> That's malarkey because you have a lot of self-discipline when it comes to diet. That's so not true, but go on. It's super true. Oh, if you only were there when no one else was. Oh, if only you were there when no one else was, I Maybe. would beat you. <laughs> All right, I challenge you to a food journal off, and it's going to be so <laughs> gross. This is not going to help my diet. Winner buys the other one a giant chocolate cake to eat at two in the Alone. morning. Alone. <laughs> the whole thing. In secret. <laughs> Uh, okay, so with respect to uh, diets, uh, as a chemical engineer, have I done what? Okay, have you gone through the phase where, like, this is just a mass energy balance? I put energy in and I get mass out. I, I you know, I, I to, to some extent, yes. That was actually the subject of an article in Chemical Engineering Progress, the magazine for chemical engineers that I have sporadically subscribed to over the years, um, and it was so dumb. Like, really? Like, well, I don't know, like it. It kind of makes sense, right? But there's so much loss of nuance in trying to build the model that way. If you're going to, um, I, I, right? Like, there's so much more to nutrition than calories, which is essentially the mass balance you're doing. You're doing a balance around calories, but not accounting for anything else. Yeah. Which would be like if you were to do a mass balance around, like, well, if I feed 10 pounds of water in, I should get 10 pounds of gold out. And that's just like, you know, there's you lost some nuance somewhere in your model there where you were deciding that water can become gold because the mass balance closes. Yeah, that's fair. But I guess because all food is very similar, if you think about it, right? Because there's only, we have a, like kind of, of all of the things in the world, it's a pretty small band on the spectrum that we can consume. <laughs> which takes me back to the dream I've had since forever, which would be to uh, be able to subsist on garbage. Because one, I wouldn't have to get up to throw anything away, and two, free food. I think there's a Bill and Melinda Gates project about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> uh, but 
So it's a pretty small spectrum, and there's very little variation. Like, there's three things, like you were saying. There's protein, carbohydrates, and the third thing, fats. <laughs> and thing three. So simple. Because <laughs> lists come in threes. Yes. But, um, like, I guess I, I go through the thing which I often see you go through. Like, how complicated is this really? Why are we making such a big deal out of this? Why are we trying all these crazy things when this is science? <laughs> it should be easy. It should be easy. Why can't this? I model it as a series of colored balls bouncing around a room? <laughs> I was led to believe this would work. <laughs> No, absolutely. I think, I mean, I, I totally buy what you're saying where you, it's like, yeah, okay. So the things we eat are basically all made up of um, carbon, I mean, hydrogen. Yeah, three atoms, uh, oxygen, essentially. Well, and, and some other things, you know, like sulfurs and such. But like, that's like less than 1%, if that. Yeah. Well, and you know, this takes me back to like when I heard about organic chemistry, like, you know, you take your chemistry in high school and then they tell you, well, there's a area of chemistry called organic chemistry and it's just about sort of atoms that are mostly made up of carbon and you're like oh well that's pretty basic huh until you start to look at it and it's not so like it just, i mean this comes back to what you know i was saying in the last act which was uh it's so specific one little weird fold in you know the protein that you make can make the difference between your body deciding it needs to attack your own intestine or not that's dumb. It is dumb. It's so dumb. We should just have <laughs> robots. Like, I really feel like we probably have about as much good sense for diets as we did in the Middle Ages. I think like, you're. I think you might be right. Like, and it's it's not because we're not trying or we're idiots or anything. It's that it's super complicated, and we just didn't decide to get onto it until recently. <laughs> Which leads to people like uh, what was his name? John Atkins, let's say whatever his first name sure. was. Bill Atkins. Bob Atkins. Well, let's use a different one every time. Michael yeah. Atkins. Uh, so Robert Atkins sort of becomes this sort of like almost wizard figure, right? Where it's like the science is so out on this that we can just have people making stuff up. And it's so important that we can still be like, oh, yeah, that's maybe. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna throw myself behind that, which is why I think you end up with things like uh, this lady at the uh, Celiac Disease Center saying like absolutely no one should do it. Or other celiacs being, like, irritated at other people not wanting to eat gluten is because it becomes a belief more than a fact, you know? A dogma. Be mm -hmm. It is. It's dogmatic because we have no other choice because what else are we supposed to do? We're you know, I think that's what makes me really uncomfortable about diet crazes is there's an associated dogma. Mm-hmm. Which I, I find very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean, it has to be, right? I mean, because right, it's definitely not science. No, 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 no. I mean, and if it is, I'm not going to be able to understand it because it's way too complicated for me. So whatever Jebediah Atkins says, I just have to believe. Yeah, <laughs> and 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 if if you get some good results, you just go like, well, it must be this because I, what what else do we have? You know, let's. Yeah. I say you and I get together 95 diet theses and nail them to the wall of uh, Whole Foods. <laughs> and we will do that for a whole solid week on Diet Month. And we'll be back with more Diet Month next week on the Doom to Fail podcast. And until then, that's Catherine Cogart over there. Tim Dobbs right over here. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Take me home, I'm feeling stressed. Put down your phone and I'll tell you what's happening. Honey, you're passing the test She sees what she wants to see